just tuned into an old cast. You are not prepared. The robots are taking over. You could say they could have done something like that. Sure, do the beat. All right. I had a thing here and I totally forgot it. Made them all fucked up in the head. No! Decided that he was sick of his ordinary life. I told her <laughs> I said I smoke, I drink Red Bull, I drive a truck. And by God, I joined the army when I was 18, and they just hiss at me. I feel terrible for him. And now, onward with the Oddcast. Alrighty then, uh, going back in time. Got the time machine fixed, because we're going to go back and talk more time and Jerry. Yeah! Yeah! Welcome to What an Oddcast. I'm Jared Benekheim. With me, as always, the robotic Anthony Denny. Hello. That's all he can say. That's all he's programmed to say all episode. Uh, if he says anything else, I will punish him uh <laughs> hello <laughs> so so uh we did tom and jerry part one last week and uh you know it was uh, it was fun to go over tom and jerry it's a fun cartoon that i think almost everyone has grown up with if not everyone has grown up with at this point hello <laughs> you can say other things now it's fine Anthony. okay 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 it's fine the bit <laughs> is over <laughs> i was gonna keep going um so yeah welcome 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 we're gonna go into part two today um and uh today we're gonna cover over like just the rest of it like we're gonna we're gonna power through and we're gonna do the rest of what tom and jerry is because it it's very much stop and go once tv became a big thing like they they would stop they would order like 13 and then be like all right we're good we're good you need to cut it off it's fine not spending any more money and then they just stop making new ones and then they'd give it like maybe five years, like all right, let's throw a couple more on there. Let's go, let's go. Like it's back and forth. <laughs> it just continues. all the way, like to the present. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna get there. Uh, so let's dial back to 1963. We can go back to where we left off last time, right? Anyway, uh, so as we left off last week, as I said, uh, we just finished up uh, the Deitch run of Cartoons Overseas, which was like Russia, areas <laughs> of that kind. Um, but over here in America, there hadn't been any Tom and Jerry cartoons since like, I think, uh, 57 or so. Um, there hadn't really been a whole lot of anything going on because TV became a big thing, as we mentioned last time, in the late 50s, early 60s. Uh, and they were just like, well, we could just play the, you know, all these handful of fucking short movies that we made we could just play these instead fuck making new ones because fuck all of you uh, <laughs> so, uh so anyway uh chuck jones who most people really know like okay most of us would know him from looney tunes like a uh, wily e. coyote and the roadrunner kind of thing or in sylvester like he had a huge hand in looney tunes uh for 30 years like the first 30 years of looney tunes was like all chuck jones had a hand in it um, the other thing he would be known for, and, uh, you know, I don't, I think some people might forget, he also did the animated Grinch movie. Oh, yeah. The original one. You gotta love that Grinch. Yeah. Not the one with Jim Carrey, not the one with, uh, Ben, ben <laughs> Yeah, not the one with, uh, Penaboat Cumberbatch. Um, yeah, no, they would be the original animated one. But anyway, uh, so Chuck Jones, who had been, uh, as I said, he's done Looney Tunes for 30 years. He gets fired by warner brothers they're like yeah we don't need you anymore kind of the same thing tom and jerry ran into where they're like we don't need to keep making new ones like you can go now we've run our course tv's <laughs> just gonna keep playing it anyway uh so mgm uh having not done any new tom and jerry for a while uh in 1963 they pick him up 
Uh, so MGM uh, just, you know, they pick him up as a brand and to do a brand new run of Tom and Jerry cartoons. Um, but to really understand why they would just pick Chuck Jones up, not only was it a name thing, we have to go back just a little bit further. So Just a wee bit. Just a wee bit. So after Chuck Jones was fired, he started his own studio, uh, Sib Tower 12 Productions, uh, which was uh, later changed after all this uh, to MGM Animation slash Visual Arts, because uh, he does, a lot, as said, he does a ton of Tom and Jerry stuff for him, so they end up just incorporating it. Uh, so after he opens his own studio with his partner, Les Goldman, uh, in 1963, Jones and Goldman go into production on 34 new Tom and Jerry shorts. All right, wow. Chuck. You did great with that Bugs Bunny and the Coyote and all that shit over there. That's that's old news. That's old news. We're making brand new Tom and Jerry. Are you in, Chuck? Uh, yes. Are you sure you're in, Chuck? I gotta tell ya, I'm in. All right, then. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, he makes 34 new uh, Tom and Jerry projects, uh, which all... Uh, Compared to the Hanna-Barbera ones that had come before it, these were very unique uh, in the fact that you knew it was Chuck Jones doing it. The styles that he used were very much things he had done before. Um, so we're And we're going to see that kind of play out here. Uh, so It's like a very round, I would say. Very round. Yeah, I guess so. Okay, so now Jones had trouble using his style of comedy with Tom and Jerry. Uh, because, you know, Looney Tunes, they all talk. There's something you can use for dialogue in there. Like, you know, whatever one-liner you want to throw in before you go into the next bit of action that's going to be going on in the scene. But Tom and Jerry don't talk. So he's like, hmm, <laughs> well, there goes my quippy what-up-doc kind of things I can do. Um, wah, wah. Well, I did some Coyote and Roadrunner. I mean, I guess I could try to do some of that. <laughs> uh because, yeah, so Looney Tunes uses a lot more dialogue to deliver, so he he had a hard time jumping into Tom and Jerry and doing his own thing with it. Um, so, mostly he would just have them run around a house or whatever style they are going to be. It just became very much cat and mouse style, or as he had done it, the Coyote and Roadrunner is how he handled it. Um, and he relied a lot more on the animation style and uh, character personalities over any kind of story that made sense for an episode. It was just more, all right, I know Tom will do this, and then Jerry will do that. What are they doing it for? I don't fucking know. They're a cat and a mouse. <laughs> <laughs> they just got to be in each other's way. Yes. That's that's exactly how he did it. Uh, so the characters also underwent some changes here. Uh, so Tom became uh, more wily Coyote in nature. Uh, with his expressions and whatnot. He's also given a thicker brow, uh, which was like his version of the Grinch that he had uh, done. Uh, and his fur was given more gray. They took away some of the white in between his eyes, and they sharpened up his ears, gave him a longer tail, uh, and then to resemble, like, a wily coyote or Sylvester, uh, the cat there, they he fluffed up his cheeks um, to try to go with something he was more familiar with. Uh, Jerry, on the other hand, uh, he gets given larger eyes and ears. He makes a little bit lighter brown color. Uh, and his demeanor overall, he modeled it after Porky Pig, which is very much like, Sweet, friendly, hmm. laughable little character. Uh, and that's when, uh, and, uh, Anthony, you actually will probably know exactly which ones are the Ch uh, Chuck Jones ones, by the way. Oh, ho. Pray thee tell. Oh, you don't know? Well, I, I, 
I, I know just from the <laughs> style of looking at it, because Chuck Jones has a unique style. The, the one that I feel for all, for all of you out there, is it the one where Tom kills himself? <laughs> <laughs> okay, the way you can tell the Chuck Jones, Tom and Jerry compared to any of the other runs, it's the one where the Tom and Jerry logo comes up, and Tom ends up being ends up in the O doing the roar like the uh... lion. Jerry floats down and then he hisses I hate you. <laughs> That's the Chuck Jones version of Tom and Jerry. Uh which I saw that okay. one a lot. They played a the yeah, Chuck I Jones did too. one a lot. I didn't realize that that was him. Yep, those are all the Chuck Jones ones. Um and anytime you hear a voice of the duo, it's either Jones himself, Mel Blanc, or June Foray that do all the voices. Uh, which again, the most notable would be, you know, when he hisses, I hate you. I swear to God, he says, I hate you. It's just a hiss by Tom, but I swear to God, it's supposed to say, I hate you. It's heavily I mean, implied. That's, <laughs> I mean, that's what a hissing cat means. means I hate you. Piss off. Uh, uh, and Jones shorts are considered an improvement over Deitch. Uh, but of course, you know, with everybody, uh, there are varying... To, you know views on how Chuck Jones did it uh but it lasted from 1963 to MGM stopping production in 1967 so i mean he had a pretty decent yeah. run on his though you know 34 ran from 63 to uh but that's not all Jones did though so before anybody's all like oh man why would you give it to Chuck Jones there's a reason <laughs> that he's was on so long they did more than just that cuz he's Tom motherfucking Jones I mean, Chuck motherfucking Jones. Chuck, yeah, Chuck Jones. Um, anyway, in 1965, Tom and Jerry was playing on TV. As we mentioned before, that's why they stopped production in the first place. But there was a bit of a problem by the time what they had been showing in the 30s and 40s was going over, you know, into the 60s and the 70s here. Anthony, can you take a guess of what any of those problems might have been? <laughs> During the 60s and 70s. Uh, I'm going to say... Uh drugs drugs and violence well yes there was the violence we'll get into that in just a second but there's another thing that jones was very specifically told to do with the old ones and what's that Uh, well (laughs) you remember tammy two shoes (laughs) i do remember now you better get up on out of here boy yeah tammy two shoes was to be replaced so jones and his team shocking yeah, right? So, Jones and his team were assembled to go over every single other short film uh, where they were required to change all of Tammy Two-Shoes' scenes. Uh, Jones and the team changed Mammy to either an Irish-voiced white fat woman, or they just removed her entirely and replaced her with new scenes of whatever because they just they couldn't figure out how to change it in any other way, so they just said, fuck it, took it out and put like a scenery shot in there. And uh, this was because, uh, well, she was, uh, you know, not allowed on TV. Uh, like, we're getting into the time racist of... Racist uh, caricature? Yeah, racism is getting... It's not good. <laughs> yeah, you know, this is where it became more self-aware on itself, of everyone being like, hey, you know, we've been pretty terrible to each other. Like, maybe something should change. Uh, so Tammy Two-Shoes didn't survive yet. But uh, another example here would be a Saturday Evening Puss uh, where she's replaced by a teenager. <laughs> you said Saturday. <laughs> I work with a mentally handicapped child. 
was trying to trying to be as less offensive as I could. Yeah, he said puss. It's funny because <laughs> it means cats. <laughs> and that means vagina. Anyways, <laughs> damn it, you ruined my joke. I was gonna, I was pulling in close to the mic. I was gonna whisper. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, but uh, recent Cartoon Network showings do have Mammy still in there. Uh, they I, just I, I, go ahead. Oh, they just re-recorded over all her voice work uh, by Thea Vidale uh, to remove all I racist archetypes her. and slurs Mammy used in the original run. Yeah, that's that's good. Good. Yeah, you know, still got to have her in there. Then we'll just make her have new dialogue. They even renamed original titles um, entirely. Like they took things out uh, and. Instead, were replaced by clips of the show and uh, just these pink title cards that would tell you what the title was instead of having uh, the original, like, Lion and all the stuff that they had in there. Uh, just to avoid anything, because there were some episodes in the older ones where Tammy Two-Shoes kind of had a thing in there in the intro, so they're like, you know, you know, let's just take all the intros out. Let's just avoid any controversy at all. Uh, fuck it, just take the intros out. <laughs> That's good, that's good. <laughs> Uh, and this all debuted on CBS Saturday mornings on in 1965. Then in 67, they're switched to Sundays, where they continued till 1972. And then everything goes quiet, and there's no more Tom and dun, Jerry. Dun, dun. Oh no! And chill. That's so sad. <gasps> Are you ready for this, man? I'm so ready. Oh man. We're in 1975, man. Welcome to 1975. You want some, yeah. You want you want my joint, man. You want a hug, man. Yeah. I always want a hug. All right, man. So in 19 Unless you're sick. <laughs> so in nine, you're funny, man. So in 1975, Hannah and Barbara come back for Tom and Jerry for 48 seven-minute shorts. Wow. Yeah, you know what they did, man? This is how clever they were. You know how Tom and Jerry's more popular? Yes. Man, they would make the seven-minute short to go along with their other show, Grape Ape and Mumbly, and they did this ABC Saturday morning cartoon block from 1975 to 1977, man. Oh, wow. Grape Ape. Is Grape Ape a Pokemon? <laughs> Grape Ape, I choose you. Grape Ape. Ah, <laughs> uh, it's eating my Pokemon. That's it, Grape Ape. Uh. Use your devour. <laughs> For that Pokemon. Oh, God, I can't believe I said that. I, I'm i sorry. It's Bleep okay. that. Bleep that. <laughs> <laughs> maybe so uh do you know how and you know you know what else was really weird about this run and why uh most people probably haven't even really seen it what what this is the only time everything completely changed in tom and jerry and it's the same thing that happened in comics where they weren't allowed to use violence anymore no 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 man this is all about peace and love and uh no more violence in cartoons and comics anymore so they give mm. they give Jerry a red bow tie, uh, to make him all friendly and nice, and the duo oh. become a non-violent friend group, man, and they go on random little adventures, 
and again, this man was changed because it's all about peace and love, man. Uh, and this is the, but this is the only time that this format was ever used for Tom and Jerry. I just want to say here in 1975 and enjoy it. Stay with me, Anthony. Come sit by, sit down, man. It's it sounds like it sucks. No, man, it's great. Come sit down, man. Look at man, they're holding hands and they're sharing a lollipop, man. It's great, man. I don't think I've actually ever seen one of these episodes. I can't think of one episode where Jerry has a red bow tie. Well, oh no, we're flash forwarding again, man. No. So, <laughs> Filmation Studios comes in with MGM for a brand new series in 1980. Dun 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 dun. we're in the 80s so the tom and jerry comedy show is what they called it and these cartoons feature droopy dog spike slick wolf and barney bear which had not been seen uh since mgm's (laughs) first short films i'm sorry barney bear yes okay this and this changed it back to the classic chase formula with more slapstick slapstick comedy elements like a pie in the face and then they're running into a rake and smacking themselves in the face and <laughs> these were also uh these were also destroyed by fans and so it only lasted till 1982 <laughs> <laughs> people just did not give a shit about this new series at all well it's like don't don't mess with the original one that everyone loves and hey man that's not Tom and Jerry man meanwhile it's the 80s so you know all the executives are up there just doing mounds of cocaine just their faces are numb <laughs> oh, so much <laughs> their faces are just numb and they're just like I really like this they droopy that, character <laughs> they got that hole straight through their nose no we can't keep doing all the cocaine uh so so that only goes till 1982. Then we go all the way to 1986. MGM gets purchased by Ted Turner. Ooh. Who then shortly after sells it all to Turner Entertainment Company, uh, which is ah. WB, uh, who, fun fact, still own all the rights to this very day. Ah. Yeah, so it's owned by Warner Brothers, same people who own Looney Tunes. I did not know that. Makes sense. See, it's like every it's like every competition, right? They all try to outdo each other, and they all try to do something different. Eventually, y'all just get owned by the same person. Like one of you dies, and then the other just devours you. It's a circle of life. Circle of life, and it moves us all. <laughs> pajama penguins on the bottoms. Pink pajamas penguins on the bottom. <laughs> okay, now we're gonna jump. All the way to 1990. Good evening. Today we'd like for you to sample the little something on the menu, the CLT sandwich. It doesn't seem like much to have only one item on your menu, but we are sure that this one sandwich full of creatures, tales beyond worlds, and lore that will blow your mind. We are sure to fill your void. So come, have the CLT sandwich. (laughs) 
Hey guys, thanks for flipping over the channel. We're here to tell you about the other podcast that we run here at Oddcast, uh, called Fireside Chats, where I talk, sit and talk with friends, uh, and I'm always joined by my my good friend co-host, uh, Mr. James Asa here. What's up? Uh, and he's, uh, you know... I'm the favorite. <laughs> no, 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 I don't know. I don't know about favorite, but we, uh, we run a podcast where, uh, we, you know... Every all the podcasts we run, they all kind of like teach you knowledge, and we're trying. You know, we gossip over things, and we tell you things about the histories of it for a little bit. You know, but uh, Fireside is just more like we're just friends sitting down and catching up, and uh, we, you know, we have some interesting conversations. Uh, we even bring up some news. It's casual. It is. It's a very casual thing. Uh, but uh, you know, we we'll hope you check that out. Uh, we go live every Saturday. Uh, so, you know, go check out the, you know, the, the Facebook pages and stuff like that. We're going to, we're having information come out with more about, you know, how this, how this show goes live. Uh, but come check out Fireside Chats. I implore you, please. I implore you. If you like casual conversations and some weird world news, <laughs> definitely a good place to come check out. We have fun. Oh, we That's have all that matters. Come have fun. Yeah, come have fun with a with a couple of people who have been friends for a really long time, and occasionally we'll have other friends that come on too, and they uh, they put their two cents in. Uh, you know, it's uh, it's gonna be a good time. So y'all have a great one. Go back check out the podcast. But after that, come check out Fireside. Come check out Fireside. Come on, down. Come on. Do it. And then it's up to the right. 1990 Hanna-Barbera come back they gotta love Hanna-Barbera yep they come back from 90 to 94 now in the 80s and 90s every big classic cartoon was getting baby versions made of itself oh no <laughs> do you kids remember shows like Scooby Scooby pop 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 name Scooby Doo I do remember pop name Scooby Doo yeah before we uh continue on the baby you know how was you know how I pissed I was when I found out that red herring was a play on words of a red herring. And I was so pissed. I'm like, wow, that's not even clever. That's just them taking the fucking piss. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to have an episode with Scooby-Doo coming at some point. So stay tuned for that one because pup named Scooby-Doo is oh, going to end up being in it. <laughs> Oh, good. I can talk forever about that show. Well, let's continue. Oh, gang, it's Red Herring. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking Fred. God (laughs) damn Fred. Oh, it's so good. Anyway, so yeah, you got like the Baby Muppets, the pub named Scooby-Doo, all this other shit coming out. So, of course, Tom and Jerry get it. Of course, they make Tom and Jerry kids. But how? In 1990. A mouse's mouse's lifespan versus a cat's. Hey, and fun fact. You remember how they're Hanna-Barbera Studios? Uh Uh-huh. Fun fact, Hanna-Barbera Studios was sold to Turner in 1991, so they're also owned by WB. Uh, (laughs) Man, these mega corporations. I can't wait till Disney buys it. (laughs) But seriously, who do you think is going to win? Disney or Google? Who's going to buy who first? <laughs> Disney will buy everything entertainment eventually. I just, I can see it happening. Like, they've already just started to devour Fox and everyone else. 
and Warner Brothers ate Tom and Jerry and all the and Hanna Barbera. Now Disney's gonna swoop in and just finish them all off. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've outlived you. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, so yeah, we get Tom and Jerry kids. Uh, this cartoon debuts on uh, Kids Fox and the British CB CBBC. Uh, CBBC. Oof. <laughs> Don't even start. So. <laughs> This this cartoon featured, uh, like in the nineteen seventy five version, Tom uh Tom actually gets a red cap, and then Jerry keeps that little red bow tie that they had given him. Uh, so Adorable. They, yeah, so they go back to the the animation style of nineteen seventy five, where they had like their cute little red things on them, and and they're like kids, and they're running around. Um, getting into all sorts of trouble. Oh, them kids getting into all them rascals. Uh. And it was being made as, a, you know, the two kids chasing each other around. Spike and his son, Tyke, appear on the show, as well as Droopy and Dribble. Well, How does Tyke boy. appear? Uh, Tyke is a baby <laughs> in Tom and Jerry. Also, and, uh, you know, they all and they appear in different varying episodes to chime in for different bits. Uh, and this one ran till November in 1994. So this one had a four-year run. You know, it's seeming about normal. Oh, but are you ready for the fun thing after this is done? Yes. It goes dead. Just dies. Just Just rolls over and dies. Like, pretty much everything else in the 90s that made a baby version of itself, it just, it seemed to roll over and die. And you know why? Why? Rugrats. You had fucking Rugrats that was a baby cartoon that came out in the early 90s. It was over. That is the ultimate baby show. <laughs> exactly. You can't beat Rugrats. <laughs> That's why they all did it, but they couldn't fucking compete. Oh. But in 2001, Boomerang airs Tom and Jerry, the mansion cat, where the owner of the house, voiced by Joe Barbera, is scolding Tom that he can't blame the mouse for everything. And then it goes dormant again. Until 2005, The Karate Damn. Guard is made. Now, this one is uh, this one is going to get a bit emotional as far as Tom and Jerry history. So I need everyone to just take a deep breath. This is going to get sad. Okay, I'm ready for this. Joe Barbera comes back. He writes, directs, storyboards. He does everything with his team, uh, which is Spike Brand. And I'm totally going to mispronounce this because I'm pretty sure it's a Japanese name. And I'm fucking terrible (laughs) with everything that's foreign because I'm an American. So, Iowa Takemoto. That's actually probably as close as it could be. Ha ha! I didn't suck completely. Uh, I'm sorry to anyone who actually knows how that's pronounced and then shrugged and wanted to come through and kill me. I didn't mean any offense. So, So... they make they make the Karate Guard. The short is aired in L.A. for the 65th anniversary of Tom and Jerry. As you can see down here, Bill, they are celebrating that Tom and Jerry, man. <laughs> Let me tell you, Bill, that cat and mouse. <laughs> My grandmother was watching Tom and Jerry when she was a little girl. It's just amazing, Tom. I oh, mean, wow. Bill. 
Shit. Are we live? <laughs> yep, and you're fired. Damn it. Uh, but uh, this is where it gets sad. This was Barbera's first time being involved in the making of any Tom and Jerry project. So, like, fully hands-on. Not just writing a story, not just animating. Like, doing being a part of everything. Since the MGM shorts... Sadly, it would also be the last time he ever does Tom and Jerry, as Joe Barbera passes away shortly after production ended and before the film even debuted. That's that's, that's sad. That's very sad. One last hurrah. He had Karate Guard. That was the last thing that he ever got to do. Uh, Spike Brand would go on to win the Annie Award for it uh, for Best Character Animation, and the short would later air the following year on Cartoon Network. It's very sad. Now the property is owned by WB, Warner Brothers. You know, they own, as you said, the Looney Tunes, and they own the Hanna-Barbera itself. Uh, so in 2006, they were produ- they produced Tom and Jerry Tales for 13 half-hour episodes, which I, 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 oh. I assume you've seen these, because I know I have when I was growing up. I'm pretty sure I have. Yeah. Uh, so they made this uh, originally made to pair... This is actually kind of funny. They originally made these to pair to go along with Looney Tunes back in action. <laughs> really? Yeah. You're fucking kidding. No, but the movie did so poorly and was such a giant flop for WB. They only released it in the UK and other countries. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, it wasn't until later in the year that they then turned around and put it on WB Kids in America as just somewhere to put it because they were like, ooh, that movie did really bad. Yeah, that. Have you seen Looney Tunes back in action? Oh, God, I haven't seen that movie in so long. It's probably one of the worst fucking movies of Looney Tunes because, like, like everyone wants to shit on Space Jam, but at least Space Jam had fun with itself. Looney Tunes back in action, on the other hand, it didn't. It had. I saw it as a. It had kid. Brendan Fraser, and don't you dare talk shit about Brendan. I'm Fraser. not gonna talk shit on Brendan Fraser. Right. <laughs> I saw this as a kid. I'm pretty sure I saw this when it came out. It had moments in it that were funny, but overall, it was just. I don't have words my, for the things they my tried favorite, to get away with. <laughs> Steve Martin's in that movie. Yes, he is. He's playing the villain. Yeah. <laughs> I think my... I have... I don't remember that a lot of that movie, but I remember my favorite scene in that movie. It's where they're trying to get... Brendan Fraser's trying to get the car, and he's at the blackjack table with Foghorn and Leghorn being the dealer. I say, I say... <laughs> he's like keeps saying hit me hit me and he keeps keep throwing out low cards <laughs> until he gets a 21 I'm just like <laughs> watching it as a kid it's like oh that's really funny you know what else they try to get away know. with what they try to get away with behind a changing board nudity oh I don't recall this yeah when Daffy ducks up in the changing room with the woman that they're there for the new Brendan Fraser's dad she gets changed out of her like showgirls outfit into her spy uniform and it has Daffy and Bugs just making eyes and shit 
So it, they they got away with a a nudity outfit change like James Bond in Looney Tunes by just having her behind a changing thing, like one of those change walls, mm, and just yeah, their expression. <sighs> right? God, I... <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> anyway. Uh, so that's when they were like supposed how... to air, and they didn't. They obviously said, fuck that. Um, but I just want to say, this series here uses uh, relies heavily on the original style of uh, you know chasing each other around, having the slapstick element in there. Uh, but the series would be canceled in 2008 anyway, uh, so you know, it didn't live very long. Womp womp. And uh, honestly, other than this... There have just been very brief attempts at new things with Tom and Jerry. Like they put out a new movie every once in a while. Um, like the one I, I, the one I know the most because Cartoon Network likes to play it a lot. Uh, cart, uh, Tom and Jerry and the Magic Ring. You have to know that one. Uh, they, yeah, that's they where that Jerry gets a, a ring stuck in his head. <laughs> yeah, they play that one a lot. Uh, then there's like the one about the race. Like, oh, I've seen that one a lot. Yeah, race around the world or whatever. Uh, so they've done things like that. Um, and there, there's been, uh, when I was looking at it, there was like two to four new shorts, but it was literally just those movies, like a series, like one or two movies that are put out that they'll break up into whatever. Um, there's been talks of a new series coming into development that they want to do because they see Scooby-Doo can do it over and over. So now there's talk, they want to try to do something with it, but that remains to be seen. Get, for the most I hope part they movies. give Tom that really fucking big ass chin that Fred gets in every fucking new media <laughs> with every reincarnation of Scooby-Doo Fred's chin grows two inches and Shaggy gets more powerful yes except for in Scoob where his voice isn't the same do you remember that Matthew Lillard was in yeah. fucking Looney Tunes back in action wait what Math- Matthew oh my god <laughs> do you remember that Yes! Or Scooby and Shaggy were talking to him? <laughs> I thought I was doing your character, you know, justice. I thought I was doing your... Pre- Look here, man, if you make me sound like an astronaut again, me and Scoob are gonna come after you. <laughs> yeah, and I'll give you this Scooby. Which is hilarious, because everyone knows that Matthew Lillard was the best part about those movies. Oh, shit. Uh, I honestly forgot that that was from that movie. Yeah. (laughs) To context, if you haven't seen Looney Tunes back in action, it's like Daffy and Bugs or whatever, with their agent, they're at a luncheon or whatever, and just in the restaurant, it's all the other actresses and, like, the cartoon characters that they voiced or played in somewhere. <laughs> and it's just that scene comes out of nowhere, <laughs> which is part of the reason that movie fails. Like, you have moments in it that are funny, but the movie overall, just not good. Because, like, even uh, uh, um, Martin Sheen being in or no, no. Um, Steve Martin. Steve Martin. Thank you. Uh, even Steve Martin being in there, he, he's kind of like uh, his... Uh, uh, the investigator from Pink Panther. Uh, Chuck Christo. Thank you. I'm, I was drawing a blank on that. But uh, <clears throat> he's playing a character that's kind of like that, but it's like the character had a stroke and went evil, and you've got that character. Like, I don't understand what they were doing with that movie. 
Um, Remember the part where uh, he goes to unzip himself with the hat? He didn't practice with the hat on, so he can't unzip himself. It just... <laughs> and then isn't he Taz? I don't, I don't know if I'm remembering that 100%. Yes, is he, he turns in, he unzips, and he's Taz. And then the bodyguard unzips, and he's a fucking female Taz? Like, I don't... I don't understand this movie. We should... We should <laughs> what we should do is we should do a movie marathon where we start with Who Framed Roger Rabbit, then do Space That's Jam. That's a great movie. And then do Looney Tunes Back in Action. And we just we have a drinking game throughout the entire thing. And by the time we get the Looney Tunes back in action, we'll be plastered. Uh, you know, I'd be down with that. Down with that. Uh, so, guys, I, I hope you've enjoyed. Uh, that's the history of Tom and Jerry from Chuck Jones all the way till today. Uh, you know, it's you can find the different reruns on Boomerang all the time. Uh, pretty, I think Cartoon Network even still has a time block set for it that they play older stuff like that. Um. But yeah, like Tom and Jerry has been around a long ass time and they just keep changing it to to fit the modern time as best they can. Um I don't you know, I think it's like Looney Tunes. I don't think Tom and Jerry will go anywhere as much as they don't get the same no. name recognition. They're still a popular influence. Yeah, like they're they're forever going to be a part of this world. Forever young, want to be forever young. Forever young. Um but I do have some news. Something Brady tell, my friend. Something that I think... Two things that I think will interest you, Anthony, that popped up yesterday, and I was reading into them. First up, there's a rumor going around that uh, Taiki Watiti has been eyed to direct Deadpool 3, and that he's... Apparently he's talked with Ryan Reynolds, is what they're saying, and that he's being eyed to just fully direct it. Because uh, it's currently in production mm. right now, so they're finishing up the script and they're looking for a director. And Waititi might do it. <laughs> they apparently they're eyeing him very heavily to to film that one because he does so well with the action and comedy mix. So we might get a Deadpool by him and Ryan. Can you imagine mm. that's a match made in heaven for Deadpool. No, that that sounds really good. Match made you in know, heaven. You know, I I got something to say. Yes. About how much I love the fucking internet. <laughs> why? Why now? So, so I don't. I don't know if you know, but Doom Eternal's coming out very soon. Yes. So with Doom Eternal, another game is being released on the exact same day. My penis. Nope. It is uh, Animal Crossing. And for some reason, the internet has decided that. Doom guy and Animal Crossing <coughs> star Isabel, who's a little doggy lady, are best friends. Why is this a thing? Because they're being released on the same day, and everyone loves it. The, I, I believe the Doom Twitter. I'm gonna look up Doom's Twitter. I don't understand you people. It's it's amazing. You've won over the nerd to my to my right. You've 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 won over Anthony, but I won't. I don't know if I can see that duo. But another piece of news, Anthony, you might find interesting because I know I certainly as fuck did, and it's uh, this one is very 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 heavy rumor. Uh, but it's based on some recent activity that has happened, and now the most shocking thing that has happened. DC Comics just fired their lead person running everything. 
WB canned his ass. They were like, yeah. What? They didn't like how he was talking about the rebirth of DC and how things have been going, so they just fired him. Really? Yes. And can you guess what is happening now, Anthony? Well, do you want me to guess, guess? Yeah, I want you to take a guess. It's so impossible that I think it's what you're excited about. (laughs) Not excited. I'm just, I'm very shocked if this happens, if this ends up being a true rumor and this is the for real talk that is happening, it is, wow. It totally fits in with today's episode theme. Well, if if I know anything about stuff, which is not a lot, I'm going to guess Kevin Feige is being hired by DC Ooh. to help them with their movies. Oh, you were so close. Ooh. So close. So Warner is looking to possibly sell DC Comics entirely. Really? Yes, there is there is rumor going around because they and apparently from what I was reading, they're the ones who started the rumor and people are like, I think I think they're doing this to test the waters to see how people will react because uh the people that are looking at buying it are Kevin Feige and Marvel themselves. <laughs> apparently I'm, I'm, I'm that's so uh what? that has come out now where they're just like, "Oh, DC Comics is going to just go up extinct like they they fired their guy and they're just gonna say fuck it go away well you know we could take it off your hands <laughs> yeah i'm sure that fucking marvel would love to buy D- by the way i just gotta say one and thing warner started the fucking rumors so it's like they're just it is a clear sign of they're just testing the water of like okay if this happens would everyone be cool with it because that's a lot of money guys like are you gonna be cool with this <laughs> Disney, do you want to buy us? That's exactly Maybe. what is happening. Um, well, that's... So then, my thing is for my comic nerd friends out there, and I know you're all out there. Um, You know, I know that there's a divide amongst people, and I know it seems like the, it's just the movies that people get divided. But no, it comes down to the comics. Like, there's always been a, a line in the sand of, like, people who are definitively DC fans... Uh, like like our friend Mike, who is very much a Batman and Green Lantern like aficionado. Like those are his main people. And then there's people who are just like straight Marvel, where like everything DC sucks, Marvel's better. I don't care. If this happens, there would be no excuse from any of it. Like it will just be the same company. So if you hate DC, then you hate Marvel. If you hate Marvel, then you hate DC. Cause they just fucking fired him. <laughs> like. All right, I'm glad you came in. Uh, we need to have you sit down. All right, um, we're not liking how you're rebirthing DC. We're not liking the overall tone. We're not liking how you're talking about this next thing that's coming. We're going to have to let you go. I've been here for years. I've literally been here for years. This is like another Chuck Jones situation. And then they're yes, like, like you've- yeah, well, bye. There's the door. <laughs> Like, yes, you've been here for literally years, but you know what? We've not not doing good for literally years, so chop chop. Yeah, and uh, so now it looks like Marvel might outright buy DC Comics, and Marvel and DC Comics will be one, and it's going to be interesting to see if that happens. Bring Batman to the MCU. (laughs) 
Oh, and uh, another thing that I forgot to mention last episode, and I'm very sorry, Anthony, because this one will very much intrigue you, and I'm sorry I missed it. Is it about the re- recently released photos of what Jason Voorhees would look like in, in the uh, new movie that got canceled? No, but you should send that to me, because that sounds cool. All right. Um, I was going to say, uh, Silver Surfer was basically confirmed. Oh, pray thee tell. Marvel, uh, it was it was leaked out that it's looking very, uh, I believe it's been, I, no, I could be wrong. You know, people like to jump the gun, but I'm pretty sure it's been confirmed by word that leaked out from Disney and Marvel that a Silver Surfer movie is being made. Like, it is in production right now. It's It's Makes been sense. their secret little hidden project of, like... And Feige had mentioned this, like, a year ago. He's like, yeah, you know, I really like Silver Surfer. You know, I think he's a really cool character. I actually have a script that I just, you know, we can't use yet. And now word has come out, like, yeah, no, it's in production. Like, that whole thing was more than likely just a smoke and mirror of, like, don't look that we're actually doing it, but they are doing it. Mm. Yeah, they, they do that a lot. Yeah, so they're I thought that like, was cool. Mm. They're like... Nah, maybe. Who knows? Well, this is sort of I don't voices. know, ass fucker. Why don't you ask me next week? <laughs> anyway, I thank you all for joining us here for the Tom and Jerry part two. Um, and even the news in the end was even very much uh, akin to what we just talked about. You know, you know, uh, Warner Brothers eating Tom and Jerry and MGM entirely, and then. Uh, now DC Comics turning around and being eaten by Marvel, apparently. So this is interesting. Disney <laughs> owns everything. Um, so for all of you out there, stay healthy, stay odd. Uh, keep in contact with us, you know, uh, Oddcast Network on Facebook, at uh, the Odd Jokey Pants on Instagram, at Oddcast and on Twitter, and always the Oddcast Media at gmail.com. Um, I do have an exciting thing coming up with Fireside. Uh, We've—it's uh, looking likely we might, we may very well have uh, some very special guests coming on to Fireside Saturday. Um, some things are being detailed out right now, but we may have very well have a very special Fireside. Um, and also episode fifty coming right around the corner, guys. Give me all your feedback. Give me anything you got on our Facebook, Twitter, anywhere. Don't care. Give us all the feedback you want. We love hearing it. Now I'm gonna we're gonna use it with episode fifty. I promise I promise you. But all of you take care. Anthony, do you have any last message for everyone? Uh yes, I actually I do. Ah. Check out CLT Sandwich. The newest podcast in the Oddcast Network. Ah yes, yes. The CLT Sandwich has started. Uh, we finally have launched it, and it is going swimmingly. <laughs> uh, but yeah, go check out CLT Sandwich at Fireside, and uh, I think you guys will enjoy CLT. I know I had a blast with it, but y'all take care. We'll see you next week. Bye. And Hey, just want to say thank you all for taking a listen. Uh, if there's anything you guys want to let us know, oddcastmedia at gmail.com. Uh, but really, guys, go over to that Patreon, patreon.com slash oddcast. Show your support for a dollar a month. We're putting out bonus episodes with some new stuff we're doing. Um, as well, guys, you can always check out our sponsors. Uh, you know, we have that stitcherpremium.com sponsor going. Go ahead and go check them out and any other sponsors we get. But most of all, it's not possible without people listening like yourself. So we thank you very, very much. And we hope to bring you even more as time goes on. 
You all take care. Have a great life. Stay odd.